All right, my friend, welcome again. History 45 podcast show. Um, Giant TV Niagara, giantfm.com. Just a reminder, each and every Saturday night, you can check out my show. Yes, you can. Giant FM, you can go to giantfm.com or locally, tune on to 91.7 on your FM dial. It is the 70s at 7, 80s at 8, 90s at 9. The Rockin' House Party between 10 and midnight each and every Saturday night. That show is brought to you by Build It Again Ron. He is the sponsor. And this is the Industry 45 podcast show. It appears on GiantFM.com. And the sponsor for this show is Joe Trombetta and Trombetta Construction Materials. 1901 Barton Street, East in Hamilton. Highway 20 in Fawn Hill. And a brand new location in Breslau up near Kitchener. So uh, I sat down uh, with a couple of epic dudes. Mike Mostert and Tony Cavino from the band In Theory. All right, so what do you get when you take the sound and storytelling of the Southern-style Led Zeppelin-type band? You know, add the swampy version of a sound garden. Throw in some eerie sounds of a Muscle Shoals waterfront. Lace that with hard rock vocals or a powerful gospel choir. Well, my friend, you get the band In Theory. They have a song out called The River Song. It is epic. We are going to play it uh, after the interview. So this is a Zoom call, so you will uh, notice the reference of us being together, if you will, in person. And me showing off some of my tattoos, which obviously you're not seeing uh, via audio. (laughs) But it was a real fun conversation with Mike and Tony. Mike was at an airport traveling from uh, Muscle Shoals to... Los Angeles, I believe he was in Nashville, and Tony was at his home in New York. And I, my friend, am, I guess, just outside Niagara Falls, Ontario. So there you have it. Mike, Tony, myself, in theory, right now, Industry 45 Podcast Show. Crank it up, baby. He's bold, he's sexy, and he's a drummer. This is the Industry 45 Podcast Show with SCN. I'm on my second connection of the flight. So we're doing this Zoom from the uh, the airport. I thought you were going to invite me on that flight. I saw the cool airplane, and I'm like, where the hell am I? Well, we have to get you on the next one. Coming down. <laughs> where are you going? I am going to L.A. From Muscle Shoals? From Muscle Shoals, and I'm in Nashville now, and then uh, off to L.A. Nice. Well, you live in L.A., don't you? Yeah, I have a small place in, in, in L.A., so I'm doing a um, a full day at the business headquarters, a full day of surfing, oh, and, then a, uh, and then we're finishing up um, an In Theory song uh, on Sunday while I'm out there. And, and Tony, where are you? I'm in New York. You're in New York? Yeah. So you're nowhere to be found where Mike is. <laughs> Uh, trying to stay as far away as I possibly can. Yeah, Tony tries to avoid me as much as possible. <laughs> uh, so, Mike and Tony, in theory, thank you for doing this. And I was saying earlier that typically I don't do it by Zoom. Uh, most of our platforms are audio being radio. But I got to tell you something. You guys already know this. Looking at the video here, it's a fucking handsome group. We should be <laughs> on video all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing, but you're right. but he is saying something so i i don't know if he's not trying to say something (laughs) so mike and i have chatted before uh first time we had tony that's why we did the zooms because there's three of us uh and you have you have some great new songs out but i want to talk a little bit first about your relationship because 
I understand it goes back a long time that you guys have known each other, even though one's going to LA and, and one lives in New York. So maybe Mike, you can answer that question. Wow. Tony and I have such a history uh, on so many levels. I, you know, so many uh, inside stories, but you know, some very serious stuff and some, I, I make a joke, but Tony was in a band called big mouth before I met him. And um, they asked me to audition for the band. I always make a joke that, they had the audition of one one guitar player, and I passed. So I, I so I got the gig because they only auditioned one guy, and um, and then from that, really, this Tony Knight is really connected on a musical level and a friendship level, and you know, and then to get on a very serious note, you know, um, you know, Tony and I both lost our brother brothers at you know within like six months of knowing each other. So we're in a very unique club of, you know, losing our brothers. And that's another sure. thing that bonded us stronger than just being bandmates or being friends, you know, that, you know, that's a club I don't wish upon anybody. And um, I think that that comes true in our music, comes true in our friendship and the longevity of friendship. And, and Tony, have you always lived in New York or were you living in LA at some point? Yeah. At, at some point it was a while back though. Um, Actually, I lived in I lived in uh, North Hollywood uh, for a while, but that was even before I met Mike. See, there you go, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I was in. Uh, actually, we had a, I don't have one of those. We had a place in Bellflower, California, actually, but we used to commute back to Hollywood and played all the, you know, the, the strip and, and the club, the Roxy and Troubadour and Zaris at the time. And uh, the whiskey and all that. So yeah, I have a little history there. It was about two years I lived out there, but for the most part, everything in New York. In New York, eh? I got to ask you, Tony, about your influences. You you have just a killer vocal, and and when I hear things like the River Song, like it gives me chills, and I mean that. And I've listened to your other stuff in the past. What what influences did you have growing up? Were they those artists out in L.A. or who did you listen to? Uh, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of great, you know, uh, singers. So, you know, obviously it was, you know, back in the day, it was Ronnie James Dio was my guy. Um, you know, great singers, but you know, everyone, all the all the new guys now, like uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, he passed, but Chris Cornell's been, you know, one of my heroes. Um, you know, Glenn Hughes. Um, you know, guys like that, and and most recently. Uh, Jay Buchanan from Rival Sons. Uh, Great band. Yeah, he's incredible, you know. Uh, so guys like that, I'm just a fan of great, powerful, emotional vocals, as well as they're in a good band and like really good songs. So. Yeah, but I also listen to pop and stuff, you know, Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga. I mean, you know, anybody who can sing, I'm pretty much a fan of. But man, like I said, your, your vocals are out of the park, and I'm sure Mike knows that, and that's why you're partnering up uh, doing all this great music. So talk to me about how you guys record songs then, because you're in New York and Mike, you're like from Muscle Shoals going to LA, et cetera. So how do you guys put songs together? And Mike, my question for you is, do you write a lot of, cause I know you play the, the guitar and that, do you write a lot of the instrumentation, the melody and give the lyrics to Tony? He creates something like, how do you guys write songs together? Well, well typically how I do it is that, you know, I, I do all the instrumentation in Muscle Shoals. And that's the first step. So I'll go and, um, well, it goes in several steps. So like what I'll do is I'll write and I'll write in a very antiquated way. 
I write off my, my iPhone and, and old notebooks. So when we're doing this current and theory record, there's, you know, I mean, start off with 70 pages, but there's probably about like 90 pages of notes and songs. And I just start writing ideas. And then there's, if there's an idea that sticks out, I'll start sending it to Tony. I'm like, hey, I like this, I like this. And then Tony will start sending ideas back. So by the time I'm actually working on demo, say with drum loops and stuff like that, I sort of have an idea of where the song is going to go. And then lyrically, Tony will start doing his thing. And then, um, and then I fine tune, best way I can say is I fine tune Tony. But Tony definitely is more of the um, coming up with the lyrical idea, but I'm, I'm a little bit more of the, the connector, you know, if that makes sense. Sure. Of like, okay, I think we're missing this. I think we're missing that. Why don't we phrase it this way? Why don't we phrase it that way? Um, if this is your thought, let's go this route. Um, and that's how we do every song. But the thing is, um, even though we're, we're far distance, but Tony and I are on a Zoom or in a FaceTime or in a phone call like every single day. So we, it, it almost feels like we are in the same room like every single day. So I really feel that there is no separation on that. So now, does Tony uh, and I, Tony, you can answer this yourself, but we're talking like he's not here. <laughs> do you record? Yeah, hell with that Tony guy. <laughs> uh, do you record the vocals at Muscle Shoals or do you do them in a home studio and send them to Mike? Because I know it's a special studio because Mike, you and I talked about that before, but how do you record the actual vocal tracks for the songs? Yeah, actually I, I record my vocals here uh, in New York. And uh, and that, that's actually probably the only thing that's not recorded where Mike is in the studio. Right. But basically, I'll I'll sing my parts to a scratch guitar, a scratch drum track, and then fly on the mic, and then you know they they put it through the board like I was there, and then we go back and forth, and we you know maybe change this line, let's add a part here, let's add a part there, so we sort of have like a form, long distance formula that's. You know, through the pandemic, we sort of have this groove that we're in. Right. It's it's been working out, you know. Um, but it is a little tough to to, to self engineer and, and also perform the parts because a lot of times as a singer, you don't know what you know. Mike's looking for a certain thing, and I you know I might be looking to sing it a certain way, but that's not what he's looking for. So you know, there's a lot of give and take that, you, you know, you get, I can sing the same I think song. He's putting it in a nice way that, you know, that I drive him, I drive him crazy. <laughs> but that's okay. Right. I mean, you need somebody to push you and to get the best out of you. And, and the, the river song, um, I like heroes. I love the river song though, the Hammond organ and, and your vocals, the production on it. So let's talk about the Genesis of that particular song and, and where that came from. And Mike, you can, I guess you can answer that one. That one is, is uh, it's, it's really funny that, you know, you know, the river song, we, we really thought that uh, the heroes would be the, the blow up song for us. And heroes was just sort of like the secondary song. We put it out there just under the radar. Um, because, you know, a lot of fans and, and a lot of people was like, we want to hear more stuff from the band. And I put it out under the radar and that one actually exploded a hundred fold over heroes which is kind of very unique. Um, we, we were not expecting that. Um, but that song really just came from a, um, a, an accident riff. You know, I, I, was, I was experimenting with the open G, G tuning and, and that opening riff, you know, doing the, uh, the blues riff. 
and I wanted to create like a swampy feel and, and playing behind the beat. And then Tony just grasped the feel I was trying to go for. And, and we, we rolled from it from there. You know, that, that was essentially that, you know? So, and then, um, yeah, that, but that one was a lot of, um, <laughs> you want to call it pain and pleasure. You know, I think Tony did that one, what, what 75 times, Tony, something like that, or 95 times. Yeah, and um, yeah. it was something like that, you know, but um, but Tony knows how, how I am, you know, this, and I think it's a blessing and a curse that we're not in the same room because when you are in the same room, you get the immediate response. So there's always things that I'm looking for in a performance or in a vocal. And, I, you know, we always have, again, this running joke, Tony will send me the track. And if I don't respond within a day or, or maybe a few hours, he sort of knows I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is wrong with what I did? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way he's not going to like this part. And he doesn't get back from you. It's just like, it's, <laughs> I know. I, and I could tell he's getting all like bent out of shape and stuff, yeah. but, um, yeah. but, you know, but, but usually, you know, it's, it's never out of, um, a lack of like of Tony not being an amazing singer is just that we're I'm trying to capture a certain feel right or a certain performance for that particular song so it's never a, a, like a capability issue because like I, you know like what you said earlier I mean I, I I truly believe it and you know and I'll say it in every interview I mean I think Tony is you know one of the best singers out there that will rival you know the plants and the Cornells and the Buchanans and any anybody out there you know and i feel my job as as a producer and overall you know like vision visionary is to make sure that tony is seen that way right you know so i i take that you know i take that responsibility very to heart you know if that makes sense because i know how amazing i know how amazing tony is tony's like yeah 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 sure you do Uh that's, that's why you don't use half of what I send you, damn it. No. <laughs> I will say, you know, you re- wait, wait, that's why I reject 90% of what you said. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I heard of heroes. I heard heroes and I thought, no, okay. Like, okay. Sounds all right. Yeah. I heard the river song and I went, holy shit. So just to what you were saying, you kind of went, you know, under the radar with the, with the, with the river song. But yet to me, it's as soon as Jody sent it to me, I was like, holy crap. The dynamics of the song, the power of Tony's vocals, the the organ, like the melody, like the whole package just kind of came to light. So that leads me to my question. What are you going to do with all these songs? You're putting out an album, I guess, coming out soon or? Want to be Tony or myself? Well, it doesn't matter. Whoever wants to answer this. Yeah, Go ahead, Tony. Uh, I was going to say, well, yeah, we are working on a record. So we are two more songs in and um we in fact we just finished a new single that we're extremely proud of and yeah. um obviously we sort of cast out of the bag already but on this one particular song we we brought in a uh we brought in this guy you know Vinny Apice from you know Dio oh yeah Dallas, little Vinny you know. I, yeah, I've heard of him yeah. he's done a, he's done a couple of things yeah you know, so we brought him along, and um, while I'm in LA, we're going to finish off another song. So we'll we'll have enough to do the um, the finished EP after that. So the only thing that Tony and I have to decide is if we're going to release one more single or we're going to release the EP. So we'll ha- actually have seven or eight songs 
um, mixed and mastered at that point. Oh, nice. Do you, do you have a band besides the two of you? Like, do you have a regular, cause I see you have a drummer that played or plays in missing persons. Is that what I read or no? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So you actually so we, have, you have a full band. We have a revolving band. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's rock and roll uh, in 2021. So. Well, you know, it's like the spinal tap, you know, when the drummer always blows up, it's sort of like that type of deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but we, you know, essentially we have like two or three different incarnations of a rhythm section, you know, but at the, at, at the end of the day, it's always Tony and I, you know, and I always equate it to like, almost like a tears for fears, right? It's always the two guys, Yeah. but they make the band around those two guys. Um, but the guys that we select are, you know, they, they have the same vision and the passion for the band. So it's almost like we have an East Coast version and a West Coast version. And the, 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 it equally comes out the same no matter what we do. Right. Now, um, Tony, for, for you, is this the only project that you play in or do you sing for other bands or solo or? Uh, no, this is, uh, no, this is the only thing I'm working on. Um, yeah. And, you know, getting back to the band stuff, it, it's, uh, I, I, I think what me and Mike want, because we have history with bands before we unfortunately try to get four members of the band and there's always a guy who maybe he's not playing the right parts or shows up late, you know, so we wasted a lot of time in the past, which I'm sure every musician can test to. So we, what we're doing is we're, we're sculpting our brand, we're sculpting our sound. And then once we're ready to tour, I think that the rest of the stuff where we'll find two guys who are in, you know, in the band, but we already have the hard work done. I mean, if we have the songs and we have the, the following and the brand, then, you know, putting a band together would be, and, and in the past, it's usually the opposite. You put the band together and then you do all the other stuff. Right, right, yeah. We're doing it in the reverse because we have that experience of, unfortunately, wasting a lot of time on stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, and then once we have the songs and the brand, and then, like, like Mike said, everyone who hears the stuff that plays on it loves it you know so you know like he, he mentioned Vinny uh, Vinny loves it I mean I, I can't wait for people hear that song I mean um, you know so you know who, who know who knows what's in the future who can end up in this band you know? right that- but, but your plan is to play live Mike like you want to eventually get to playing or touring oh. east to west or yeah, absolutely and you know and, and I mean I can announce it now we're about to do a uh, some one-off uh, videos and then that video is actually, it will be Vinny on drums and it'll be Ashes, who's the bass player from Devil Driver and some assorted special guests, but that'll be the lineup of In Theory. Oh, nice. So you got the Devil Driver fans, you got the Sabbath fans and, you know, and of course, you know, like I always say, like, you know, I put myself second. It's like, you know, and I know Tony never believes it, you know, <laughs> I think because we are bros, he never believes it. But I always think like, you know, um, singer versus singer versus guitar player, guitar player. Like Tony is, you know, a hundred times better than the singer that I am a guitar player. So I think, you know, the greatness that Tony brings to the project is, you know, is, is you know, this is the icing on the cake of this whole thing, you know? Yeah, so, I, and the yeah, consistency. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Mike is himself in the I just think it's a, he's, it's he's a perfect great. partnership. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's great songs, it's great riffs. He's a great player, so he doesn't give his, himself 
any credit, you know. So uh, I, I appreciate it. I love that he, you know, he's, everybody's digging, you know, uh, the music, you know, because great songs are great guitar players. They need a great band, right? They need great songs. And uh, all the great singers or the great guitar players win great bands that play great songs. Right. So um, I, I think it's a collective, you know, and I, I don't think that Mike gives himself enough credit as a, as a guitar player. He's amazing. Um, and also as a producer, you know, he's producing all the stuff. So he's doing all the, he's doing all the hard work, you know. That's you, Mike, all the hard work. That's why you're on the uh, private jets and the uh, multiple stops. <laughs> on the way from, you know, we had talked about Muscle Shoals before. And so after that, right. I Googled some things and I am a huge Cher fan. I didn't know that she recorded an album there in 1969. Yeah, about her three months. Record, her first solo record. Yeah. B- b- about three months before I was born. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 3614 Jackson Highway. Uh, it didn't do very well, apparently, though. But the music critics critics loved it. Uh, so you're, I want to just revisit a little bit about your connection there and the importance of that studio and that environment to your music, because you spoke so much and very highly about it in our first interview. It, it, I have to say, it's definitely a, you know, I have to say, I mean, coming from New York and L.A., you know, there's, there's a definitely a cynical point of view. Like, ah, oh, there's nothing to this water thing. There's nothing to this river. And all of a sudden, here I am. I'm conducting the Alabama Orchestra. I'm doing R&B. I'm doing all these, you know, I'm playing Delta Slide Blue. I'm doing all these stuff that I've never done before. And where it's coming from, I can only attribute that it is coming from the river and and also the surrounding of like the uh, musicians and the studios because that is one of the very unique places of you can go within a five mile radius and there's 10 major studios of the best players in the world mm-hmm. and um you know and, and also like i said just um hearing this whatever 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 it is you know whatever it is that it's not a conscious thing, but you're feeling this music. And when I brought Tony and, and several other people down there to record, everybody who leaves, leaves different. It, it brings in a different passion about how they, they look at music or feel about music. So I, I do think there's something special in this place that brings that out. And if you see interviews with um, Steven Tyler, to Bono, to... I mean, even share, you know, to all these folks, you know, Dwayne Allman, they all talk about it's it's a very consistent thing. There's something in this area and it's in this vortex that brings out um, this, this music that you never thought that was inside of you. Well, that, that's awesome. And like I said, I learned from you the last time and I was watching a bunch of videos from Muscle Shoals and, and bands and, and artists that play there. And you guys got a killer song in the river song. I can't wait for the EP. And I'd love to see you if you ever came to Canada. Issues I know these days, but you never know, right? Like who knows? Or even a Buffalo. If I can get over to Buffalo and you can make it to Buffalo, I'm good with that. Right. Well, well, you have to get us a venue up there. Let's go. We're, you know, we're, we're ready. All right. Absolutely. And I'm going to play the song, the river song industry, 45, uh, giantfm.com, Mike and Tony in theory, you guys are great. Thank you. The industry 45 show.
down and watch me in your river Traveled a long road, my past is taking its toll Carry me 